Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة صدق الله العظيم Honorable علمائي كرام Respected elders and brothers in Islam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Continuing with our series on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the ideal, the best husband It is our belief the belief of every mu'min that there can be no better example than the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam no more, we cannot, we cannot find a more comprehensive way of life than the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا indeed there lies in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a beautiful example for each one of you so this is our iman, this is our belief and we understand and accept that in every aspect of our lives the most practical way the most beautiful most comprehensive way would be the way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now there's one aspect of the life of the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which we generally tend to neglect or perhaps overlook we are conscious of sunnats of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for example when it comes to the way I eat, I should eat with the right hand, recite Bismillah, 
the way I put on my clothing, the way I perform my salah, etc. But there is one aspect in the sunnah of Rasulullah the life of Rasulullah that we tend to overlook and neglect. And that is the sunnah of Rasulullah with regard to his domestic life. The example of Nabi is not only in the masjid. It is not confined to when I eat or when I wear dress and wear my clothing. But the example of Rasulullah is in each and every aspect of my life. As a leader, my example is Rasulullah As a teacher, my example is Rasulullah As a father, my example is Rasulullah Likewise, as a husband, at home, my example, the example of a believer, the guide for a mu'min, is the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And why is this so important? Before we continue just to refresh our minds, why is it so important for us to be aware, to acquaint ourselves and to follow the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam at home, with our wives, with our children, is that the home forms the nucleus, the backbone of society. Society, communities are made up of individuals who come from different homes. Now if that home is a healthy home, if that home is a positive home, if that home has the values that our Nabi taught us, values like respect, values like consideration, values like esteem others, then in all likelihood, the products of that home, the children that will come out of that home, the members of that community, of that society will have the same values. But on the other hand, Allah forbid, if there is no direction to that house, there, is no val there are no values in that home, we have no clue whatsoever of the rich legacy that Nabi left us with, then we find a society of delinquents. We find the ills that are prevalent around us today in the form of crime, in the form of various evils and wrongs which we all are aware of. So this is the importance of this subject matter, the importance of this topic. For us not only to learn, but with the tawfiq and guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to bring these sunnas, these ways of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our lives. So to continue with our series, few aspects that I will share with you today with regards to the domestic life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How was he at home? So a glaring feature in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and in fact, it is a cornerstone of our team. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not teach us this only at home. But every believer, this is part and parcel of his makeup. The ingredients that make me a Jew. Ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This one aspect is part of those ingredients. Minus this ingredient, 
Then in the words of my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our Iman and our Islam is incomplete. We are missing something. And that is the aspect, the ingredient of consideration. A believer does not live a life of isolation. He does not live in this world in such a way as if nobody else exists around him. As long as I, my stomach is full, I am comfortable, I am okay, and that's it. This is not the way of a mu'min. In everything, in every aspect of his life, a believer is considerate to others if I am doing something. For example, I am coming to the masjid. A meritorious act, a great act, very rewarding. One of the most important commands of Islam to come and perform the salah. But it's not just that I come to perform the salah in every point of that journey of mine. In my salah, I am considerate. I'm concerned about the comfort of those around me. If I'm parking my vehicle, I'm considerate where I'm parking my vehicle. When I remove my shoes, where I leave my shoes, this is part of our Islam. When I sit in a masjid, how I sit. If I'm reciting the Quran, great act of virtue. But am I disturbing the musalli that is next to me? So consideration is one of the part of our makeup. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimu min lisanihi wa yadi. The complete Muslim, the true Muslim, is that Muslim who others are safe from his hands and his tongue. He doesn't cause them any type of inconvenience, any type of discomfort or pain, verbally, physically, mentally as well. So this was one aspect, the Sunnah of Rasulullah when it came to his domestic life. At home, just as he was considered outside, then within his home, Rasulullah was extremely considerate. There are so many examples. But before I come to the example, let me just share with you one other incident highlighting the importance of this aspect of consideration in the life of a believer. So Nabi Kareem is seated, a group of Sahaba, with him is a young little boy. Now we referring to that time when Nabi Kareem and Sahaba were experiencing hardship, there was poverty, food wasn't easily available. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha says, I remember those days where one moon used to pass, and a second moon used to pass, and a third moon used to pass, three months. And a fire wouldn't be lit in the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No food to eat. So someone brings a tray of dates. Now as it is a natural instinct, every person, each one of us, by our human nature, we have greed within ourselves. This is how Allah Ta'ala has created us. Islam teaches us that we have to control that greed. We have to control that. How anger is a natural trait. It's part of us. Likewise, greed. So this young child, seeing the date, tray of dates, he immediately reaches out and he grabs two dates. Nabi Al-Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches this young boy. Teaching the ummah that even from a young age, 
Teach your children to be considerate. Teach them not to live in a world where only they exist, nobody else. Nabi Akareem says, Oh young boy, don't take two dates, take one. Let everybody else get one date. Once they have all taken one one date, and now there are some dates left, you may go ahead take the second date. So the importance of consideration. So Nabi Akareem returns home one night from Salatul Isha. Sayyidah Aisha narrates, after spending some moments with his family, whatever it was, Nabi Akareem retires to bed with Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha says, Nabi Akareem laid in bed for that amount of time when he thought that now I am asleep. But I wasn't sleeping, I was pretending to be asleep. I was awake. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lied in bed and he thought now perhaps half an hour or 45 minutes have passed, I'm asleep. So think you need to be asleep, Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the words of Sayyidah Aisha, فَقَامَ رُوَيْدًا He wakes up gently. He wakes up gently. Not to disturb the sleep of Sayyidah Aisha. Consideration. He puts on his clothing, ruaydan, softly, no din, no noise, not banging the cupboard, not switching on the lights, not that if Allah has given me the ability to wake up for tahajjud, then I'm waking up the entire, all the inhabitants and occupants of the house of the whole neighborhood. He puts on his clothing, ruaydan, softly, quietly. Then he puts on his shoes quietly, opens the door quietly. Goes out of the house, closes the door, softly, no noise. All this, again, teaching us the aspect of consideration. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha says, I was curious to know where the Nabi of Allah is going at this part of the night, late hour of the night. So I quickly put on my clothing and I followed Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's unaware that I'm behind him. And I see the Nabi of Allah going to Baqi'i. Baqi'i al-Gharqad. Jannatul Baqi'i as we know it. The graveyard of Medina Munawwara. So I follow him. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes to the graveyard. And he stands there for a long time making dua for the people of Baqi'i. After some time, when he was done with his dua, he turns around to return home. As Aisha radiallahu anha says, I quickly turn around also to head home before Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes. She says Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam realized that there is someone in front of him. So he quickened his pace. He began walking faster. Sayyidah Aisha says, I quickened my pace. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then went even faster, he began to jog. So I also began to run. And she says, I just barely managed to get inside the house, close the door, dive into bed, covered myself, and the Nabi of Allah came in. Malaki Aisha, oh Aisha, what happened? Nothing happened. No, no, something has happened. Hashya ratiyatan. You're panting. You're breathing heavily. Something happened. No, no, nothing. I'm fine, oh Nabi of Allah. Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, put his Mubarak finger on the chest of Aisha. He said, oh Aisha, remember, if you don't tell me, Al-Alim Al-Khabir, that being who knows everything will inform me. So you rather tell me what happened. 
So Sayyid Aisha radiallahu anha then narrates this entire incident to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now look at the response of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Oh Aisha, Jibreel alayhi sallam brought the command from Allah that I should go to Baqi and make dua for the people of Baqi. Now understand the command of Allah, go to Baqi. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I thought to myself, if I went immediately to Baqi, either I didn't inform you and go, you'll be restless. Where is the Nabi of Allah tonight? He hasn't come home. He usually comes home at this time. But where is he now? And if I did inform you, you know I've gone to Baqi, but you'll feel lonely. Because one, two hours I will spend making dua. Now you'll feel lonely, all alone, no company. I did not want you to feel lonely, O Aisha. So although it was the command of my Allah, not that I'm going out with my friends, or I'm going out to have a game of soccer, or a cup of coffee, and I, no, no, she doesn't need to know. I'm in charge of my own life. This is not the teaching of Rasulullah especially in today's climate. When there's so much of crime, there's so much of uh, security risks, so many other things that go on. What is the mental state of that woman at home? So Nabi Kareem taught his ummah, although I am going to fulfill the command of Allah, but let me put Aisha at rest, she's sleeping, she doesn't know nothing now, she's comfortable, I will fulfill the command of Allah and I will return without causing her the least bit of comfort. So consideration. There are many more incidents that I can share with you, but time doesn't allow me. Let's move on to another aspect in the domestic life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as I said, with regards to consideration, this wasn't something specific to the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was his life. This was his teaching. Wherever he went, he taught consideration. Likewise, the next aspect. So in the domestic life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam always gave out positivity. He always created an environment of positivity. An environment where people around him felt good. Not that people around him felt uncomfortable, felt nervous, felt bad about themselves. No, this wasn't the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look on one occasion, Sahaba engaged in battle. Temporarily they suffer a setback, a defeat. So a group of them begin running away from the battlefield. Someone seeing them begins taunting them. Fararon. Yeah, there you go, you people are running away, you deserting us, you leaving us. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa hears this, he says, no, no, no. Antumul karrarun. You are not running away, you are just going back to have a rest. You are going to return and you are going to go back to the battlefield. Don't pawn them. Don't put them down. Encourage them, motivate them. Make them feel good. So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa enters the house of Sayyida Safiya, our mother, Ummul Mu'mineen, Sayyida Safiya radiallahu anha. Now just to understand, Sayyidah Safiya is from the lineage of the Bani Israel. She was from the children of Israel. 
Her parents originally she was a Jew, Jewess. Sayyidah Safiya radiallahu anha accepted Islam and entered into the marriage of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered. He finds Sayyidah Safiya radiallahu anha crying. He comforts her. What is wrong? Safiya, why are you crying today? She says, no, someone taunted me and called me and said, Oh, daughter of a Jew, Ya Binta Yahudi, you are the daughter of a Jew. So I felt hurt, I felt bad about this. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to motivate her, to make her feel good, to lift up her spirits. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Why are you feeling bad about this? You are, who are you? You are the daughter of a Nabi. And you are the wife of a Nabi. Meaning when you are from the progeny of Israel, then your forefathers are who? Your forefathers, Yaqub alayhi salam, Yusuf alayhi salam, you are the child, the child, the daughter of a Nabi. And you are married to, you are married to a Nabi. So why are you feeling bad about this? So saying these words, he lifted up her spirits. On one occasion, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, I was at home with the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as we may have heard in the last week, last week, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a man that took care of himself. This was the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kana yakhdimu nafsa. He would do his own work. If he needed to eat something, he would help himself. If he needed, wanted something to be done, he would do it himself. Sayyidah Aisha says, كَانَ رَجُلًا مِنَ الرِّجَالِ He was a man like any other man in the house. It's not that I am the Nabi of Allah, so Aisha do this, Fatima do that. Yes, it's a different thing. That way there is a relationship of love. And the wife happily does something. That's obviously nur ala nur. That is very great. And that is how an ideal home should be. But what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa is showing us, that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa way was that he would do his own chores at home. So Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha says, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa was seated. He was busy mending his shoe. And Aisha radiallahu anha says, I was busy knitting. It was a summer's afternoon. It was extremely hot. Summers of Arabia. And when I looked at the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to admire him, you know, the beauty of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was such that a poet says that in the time of Yusuf alayhi salam, when those women saw Yusuf alayhi salam, they cut off their hands. But had they to see the beauty of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they would cut open, rip open their hearts. So this is obviously figurative language, but the beauty of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So she says, I began to admire the Nabi of Allah. And as I admired him, I noticed the beads of perspiration forming on his forehead. And as I continued looking at him, I saw small little lights of nur, because Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa was full of nur. So as if there were lights, I could see the nur actually shining inside those beads of perspiration. And I was just left staring at the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam realized that I'm staring at, at him. So he looked up and he sees me, he says, Oh Aisha, is everything okay? You're staring at me. So Sayyid Aisha radiallahu anha says, Oh Nabi of Allah, I'm looking at you. And my mind has run to some poetry. Abu Kabir al-Hudani was a famous poet of Arabia. 
And when I went to the courts of his, and I realized that had he seen you, he would have realized that you are most befitting of the of his poetry. So Nabi Akhirim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, oh, Aisha, what is his poetry? So she says his poetry is, لَوْ نَظَرْتَ إِلَىٰ أَسِرَّةِ وَجِهِ بَرَقَتْ بَرَقَ الْعَارِذِ الْمُتَحَلِّلِ Simple words, what it means, when you look at his face, then it is like that cloud that is struck with lightning on a cloudy day. You know, on a dark day when it's cloudy and overcast, and when the lightning shines through the cloud and how the cloud lights up. So if you look at the lines of his forehead, it's as if lightning is shining through the clouds on the cloudy day. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is so happy, he gets up and he goes to Aisha radiallahu anha and he kisses her on her, on her forehead. She expressed love to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, such a healthy environment, positive, friendly, loving, caring. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam returned that. He goes up and kisses her on her forehead and he says, Oh Aisha, I am more delighted with you than you are with me. So expression of love, recognition, consideration, time is run out, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the realization firstly of the rich, rich legacy that we have. Honestly, we are an absolutely rich ummah. We don't need to look anywhere else. We have the best example in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us at least this much admit that, oh Allah, it is my weakness. I know this is the way. And inshallah, I will try as much as I can to come on the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because they can't be any way better than that which has been divinely inspired by Allah wa ta'ala. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us to bring in the sunnahs into our homes, into our lives. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our homes homes where the values of Islam are displayed, are portrayed, healthy homes, homes with values, love and respect and consideration. Amin wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.
الله أكبر الله أكبر Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Shadallah ilaha illallah. Shadallah ilaha illallah. Shadallah Muhammad Rasul. 
Alhamdulillah, hamdan tayyiban kama amar Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa nashadu anna sayyidana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa dhurriyatih Wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira Amma ba'd fayayiwa nas wahidullah Fayinna tawheeda wa'asu ta'at Wattaqu Allah fayinna taqwa milaku alhasanat وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي للإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي للمعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنتوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين وادعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني يستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات وذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا وصلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته 
امته اجمعين وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الاربعه الراشدين ابي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابه اجمعين ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى اللهم ربنا زدنا ولا تنقصنا واكرمنا ولا تهنا واعطنا ولا تحرمنا واثرنا ولا تؤثر علينا وارضنا عنك وارض عنا عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون Let's straighten ourselves, ensure that we are standing shoulder to shoulder. There are no gaps in front of us. Allahu Akbar الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الطراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونؤسرك للنسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن 
ذلك الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما طلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam Tabarati hadha al-jalani wa likram Allahumma laka alhamdu kullu wa laka al-shukru kullu Subhanak Allahumma la nuhsithanan alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayyidina wa nabiyina wa mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل نعم المولى ونعم النصير ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم عنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم إنا نسلك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك وغضبك والنار اللهم إنا نسلك تمام العافية ودوام العافية ونسألك الشكر على العافية ونسألك الغنى عن الناس اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا ووسع لنا أخلاقنا وطيب لنا كسبنا وقنعنا بما رزقتنا وبارك لنا فيه ولا تذهب طلبنا إلى شيء صرفته عنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من فتنة القبر ومن فتنة المسيح الدجال ومن فتنة المحيا والممات وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم Thank <laughs> you. 